Roughly two years ago, I remember watching a program on TV. It was paranormal caught on camera. And I catch it once in a while, but yeah, you know, not too often. It's on the Travel Channel. And they had a story about this suspended plane that was filmed. I believe it was that program. And I was looking at it thinking, huh, that's interesting. I wonder if that's real. You know, anytime you see these people with these camera, their phone cameras, you wonder, well, is it real or are they legit? So I kind of forgot about it over time. Maybe it's a, a phenomenon that's going on that most of us are not aware. Just like everything, you know, there's new phenomenons that seem to happen and different interesting things are found, whether it's creatures or whatever, and then it becomes more accepted. And at first, I think most of us are all skeptical. I think we should be. You shouldn't just say, oh, yep, there it is. That's the truth. So I witnessed my own phenomenon, and I want to see if anybody else that might be listening that lives somewhere in this direction or anywhere witnessed something similar. And I have many different theories on what it could be, and I've talked to many different people. So it was on the week of, it was April 28th, I believe. A couple of weeks ago, I was driving home, and I live about 15 miles west of Escanaba. Escanaba's on Lake Michigan. It's in Upper Michigan, if you're not familiar. And we're about 100 miles north of Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's probably the closest city of any somewhat size, you know. And the town I work in has maybe 13,000 people. It's not a small, it's a small town, but not minuscule. Where I live, it's a lot smaller. <laughs> There's not much of anything. So I was on my way home, and I live, there's a casino about 13 miles west of Escanaba, and I live just a couple miles past that. And so that's kind of one of the markers that are out there. And I live north of old of Highway US 241. So if you're traveling that direction, it's pretty much due west, at least for a while. And then it splits off and goes different directions. But I pretty much travel due west to get home. And there's an old highway, which used to be US 241, the old road, before they made the new one. They often they have these parallel roads that are still functioning. It's mainly a dirt road. So sometimes people are traveling up and down on that. It just runs parallel. And then when I turn off on my road, that runs north and south. And I turn north, and I go across some tracks, and then I go home from there. So this was about a mile before I got to my house, my turnoff. And I would say there's, there's a county road that's about a mile or maybe a little more. I don't know how exactly how far from my house before my turnoff, my county road. And it was somewhere in between the two county roads where I saw this plane. And I looked up to the right. I'm always looking up in the sky. And I happened to just glance up in the north and I saw this low-flying plane. I mean, really low. And it looked like, well, it was the first time I saw it. It was kind of at an angle a little bit. I couldn't see maybe all of it clearly, but I just knew that this is not that far above the trees. And my first thought was, oh my goodness, this is going to crash or it's going to hit the trees. What is it doing here? And so I kept kind of popping my head over as I'm driving and looking to see if I could see it again, thinking, well, maybe it'll still be there when I get to the next clearing, which of course, you know, if the plane's 
moving, if it's close to me and it's moving fast, there's a good chance I wouldn't see it. It would be gone. But lo and behold, I came to the next clearing, and it was a perfect clearing where you can see out over a farmer's field. And that's the only one really on that road where you look north that you can see that. It was just a perfect spot. Gee, I wonder if that's a coincidence. I glanced over, and I saw the plane. And this time, I saw the whole thing. And it was profile. That means it was exactly opposite of me. It was, it was going due east, and I was going due west. It was a perfect side shot of the plane. And at the time, I thought, well, that plane's not very high. And I wasn't sure how high it was, but now I estimate it was probably about three, three tree lengths up. And a standard tree, what, is 50, 60 feet, maybe four. I guessed about 200 feet up in the air. That's awful low for a plane to be flying, especially in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> There's no airports. The closest one would have been Escanaba. And then I would say, at first I thought it was about a half mile away, but no, I think it's actually less than a quarter mile. You know, as I sit here, I'm looking out of our studio window, and three blocks away would probably make the size of this plane the right size. Now, the size of this plane, well, you see the picture that I posted. It was a passenger plane. It looked like the kind that landed our smaller airport, like a like ones that, that jump you from one airport to another. Not the biggest planes, but they still can seat maybe 50 people or something like that. And it wasn't a really small one that only carries like 10 people, like a private jet. I mean, it could have been a private jet for all I know, but it was a big one. If it was a private jet, that would be rather big for a private jet. So my guess at the time when I first saw it was a passenger plane. It was all gray, I think it was gray. It was one color. It was kind of a dull color. So I didn't see any markings. But again, I only glanced at it for just, at the very most, a second. And I didn't even know if there was windows, to be honest with you. And I don't remember that. What I do remember is that the tail section, there was nothing on the tail section as far as markings. And there were these two jet propulsion turbos that they mount sometimes under the plane. Well, these were right towards the end of the, the tail where a lot of jets will mount those. And I thought, wow, that's awful low. I wonder if they're having trouble. And then I noticed that, you know, it was level. It wasn't going towards the ground, which went to had much room there. It wasn't going upwards, which it could have. So then I got home. I got to my road. I turned off. I glanced down my road to see if it was still there. But I live at the bottom of a hill, so I couldn't see anything anyway. And I decided not to run, you know, circle back. The thought crossed my mind. I should circle back. But I didn't. And so then I thought about it for a while afterwards, and I kept thinking, there's no way I should have seen that plane. Not as clearly as I did. When you, when you look at something that's, okay, when I first came on it, it was maybe a quarter mile away from me. It took me six seconds to get to the next opening. By then, at that low of altitude, and I would guess going at least a couple hundred miles an hour, I should have been long gone. The fact that when I looked at it, while I glanced over while I'm driving, it's going exactly the opposite way as me, and I got a good view of it. And that view, it did not move in that moment. It's like when you're driving on the highway and you see a vehicle, 
you know you can't just look over and the vehicle's perfectly there. If it's going the opposite way, you're going to catch, catch it as it's going by. I saw this whole thing, and it didn't appear to move. And that quick glance that I, and I'd say that glance was a good half second or longer. So it almost appeared like it was suspended. So then I started looking into that. And I remember that show that I watched vaguely a couple of years ago. And I went on YouTube and I Googled some different uh, videos of people that have seen planes and filmed it. Now, I don't know if these are legit or not, but it was interesting. And these were seen in all over the world in major cities. And if it's true, then why, why are people seeing them everywhere? And there was one video I watched more recently that the people were driving down the road and they were holding up the camera phone and this thing was just sitting there and not even moving. Now this was in some city, but more of in a residential area that they were passing through and, and they're laughing as they're filming it. Now maybe this is all, you know, maybe it's all a hoax, but either people are really filming this and it's really happening, or it's just all made up. Kind of a running joke. So the next thing I did was that I contacted uh, Bill Konkoleski. You know, I tried to call the airport, but I, nobody answered. And I thought, you know, I don't know how much attention I want to draw to myself on this. So then I called Bill Konkoleski. He is the MUFON director for Michigan. I've interviewed him quite a few years ago, maybe in 2013. And I left him a message, and then he sent me an email, and I, I told him what happened. And it was really interesting, his email. He told me, and this is what got me thinking it might be something different. Because I thought, you know, it's probably a government plane. That's why there were no markings. And maybe even it's a government plane that they have the technology to suspend it. Could it be a drone? Possibly, but I've never seen any government drones. They all look pretty obvious. This looked like a plane, a regular jet, not like the typical with the big nose on them that they have or the propeller behind it, like a lot of those drones have, military drones. This just looked like a typical passenger plane, but it was no markings, and it was kind of grayish or dullish in color. And I thought, well, maybe the government has technology that where they can fly these planes that look that are drones, look just like passenger planes. Maybe we're not aware of it. And maybe they can actually make them hover. Why not? Anything's possible. Why have so many people been seeing these, though? And it looks like commercial jets at times that they see. So why would they expose that? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. But when I talked to, or when Bill sent me an email, and he's going to probably come on and be a guest, and we'll talk about this maybe a little bit more and some other things a couple of weeks. Bill said he in his email that he, he talked to a couple of guys that um, had witnessed a plane that was suspended in air, and they told him about it, and they said they got out of their vehicle, and it was at night, and they noticed that the lights on the plane were not in the right location. They even said that to the other each other. Hey, look at that. The lights are not in the right location. And at that point, according to Bill, and the story of these two men, the lights actually moved and went to where they were supposed to be. It's like they switched. So 
Bill's conclusion on that, that it, if this is a true story, that it was a UFO that was cloaking as a plane. Now, I've never heard that before. And this kind of gave me some thought on maybe what I actually witnessed. I can't say for sure if it is, but it would make sense if it was either a government thing. It certainly wasn't commercial. They would have been in so much trouble for being that low, especially if they did it on purpose. Hey, let's joyride the ground a little bit. No, you can't do that. Or if you do have problems and you have to drop down an altitude and then you go back up, you got to report that. And I would think there would be news stories all over the place, especially up here, if that happened. So if it was a government plane that had problems, we may not hear about it. Or if they were just deliberately riding low, we may not hear about that as well. What's really strange about this is that I told several different people, and one of them was a man that I work with on occasion once a month. I do a live broadcast, and he was telling me that he lives in a town that's about probably about 40 to 50 miles due north as the crow flies, probably closer to 40 maybe. And he said on that same day, close to the same time, but a little bit before, around 3 o'clock, him and his son witnessed these three darker-colored helicopters with no numbers on them, and they all were flying one on top of each other. They were right all three in a row, really close to each other. He was worried that the rotors would hit each other. And he said they were really low, and they were heading towards Escanaba. So in, from where he's at, they would have been heading in a southeast direction. The plane I saw was heading basically due east, which would be more of a direct route. I don't know if the two are connected, but that really is weird, don't you think? So I wanted to tell this story to see if anybody else has witnessed the event I saw or some other event or they know of somebody that saw something similar. Please feel free to contact me if that's the case. And then I want to throw one more story out before I sign off this week. Well, actually, a couple of things. Let me just say this. If this was a UFO and I saw this, then you have to start thinking, why? Why would this show up? Well. This is right not far from where I live, so if they wanted to somehow show their presence to me. They seem to do that with people, and sometimes they they have the ability to shut another person off. And I interviewed Marilyn Rubin back in my archives. You can find that, but she talked about, because she's done UFO investigations all over the state, and she's considered an expert, but she talked about how they have the ability to switch you off. So they might want one person to see it and nobody else will see that ship. And that's so true because I think of another interview I did years ago and a man who was taken out of a truck stop in uh, near Vancouver and nobody witnessed it, but he definitely got abducted. And so that proves that they have the ability to I don't know if they put a suggestion in your head. You can't see this. Anyway, possibly what I saw was a UFO cloaked. Maybe it was a government plane of some sort or some kind of drone. I'm pretty sure it was not moving. That's the really interesting part. But I want to talk about one more thing, too. There's a woman I 
occasionally she will come in and, and she's with a nonprofit group and she promotes it on the radio. She came in the other day and I told her about the plane and she was telling me, you know, that's funny, back in March, she said, we had this really weird weather and we were getting lightning and I was heading out to our cabin, which is west of here, further past my place. And she said, I was looking up in the sky because I saw a light. It was white and it flashed. And she said, oh, I thought it was lightning. And my son confirmed that there was lightning that night. Or this was early in the morning, that morning. And then she said, and then I, I noticed there was a red light shortly after that. And then there was a blue light. And I'm thinking, what the heck would give off light like that? And I don't know. I don't know. I'm guessing I'm going to have to talk to Bill about that one too. Unless somebody else has had an experience like that, that sounds like mm, something not of this world, perhaps. Anyway, I wanted to just share that and see if anybody has anything. And if you want to share something in confidence and be anonymous, you know I will definitely make sure that that's the case. And you can relay your story. I think when we do these things, we open the door for others to come forward. And then if all of us told the truth on everything that we've witnessed, I don't think we need the government to release anything because we, we would all know on all kinds of different things. I hope that you're managing and doing the best you can with all that's going on right now in the world, in this country. We certainly are living in interesting times. And I choose to stay focused on the most positive things I can with not ignoring what's going on, but because it's real. I mean, it's there. But what we focus on, it seems like we get more of. So I know what my focus is on. And I hope that you find joy best you can, as best you can. Till we talk again. Thank you very much for listening.